0: <laughs> back. (laughs) We'll be right back. Welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good
1: evening. evening.
0: Are you okay? No. Why? I am
2: melting. We are recording this on the hottest day. Well, the hottest day on
0: earth, basically, aren't we? From the hottest place on earth as well. (laughs) That's how it feels. (laughs) But we have a beer. Yeah. Pod beer. So it might
2: like turn a bit. You know. He has that Aussie
0: bloke who does a bloke in a bar podcast. Does he? He has bloke beer. (laughs) Maybe it's something we should branch out into. Yeah, we just got some little cheap bottles. All right. I'm just saying. I was always thinking. So what's been happening this week? Well, the open was on, wasn't it?
2: It was. And uh, Cam Smith uh, won the Open, holding off Rory McIlroy. Brilliant. Mm. I've got a question. Do you... Right. In his own country, is he now the most famous Cameron Smith? No. How (laughs) must that feel to, like, be in your own country, winning the Open open Championship, and still not being the most famous Cameron Smith in your own country?
0: He can't be, can he? I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so.
2: If anyone listened in Australia this week, please let us know who the most famous Cameron Smith in Australia is. I'm sure there's only one answer.
0: Cause he was he he was that good. They just they all call him the goat, don't they? Yeah. And I know that's tossed about a bit nowadays, but
2: Yeah, every every, every thread on Twitter and everything. Yeah. For every player. But
0: everybody calls it him. Yeah. He must be. It's an interesting question. I don't know the answer. I, just... I don't know. I'm with you. I think Cameron Smith, the
2: rugby player mm. in Australia, is still more famous than Cameron Smith, the golfer.
0: Not Cameron Smith, the rugby player over here. The one that plays for Leeds. Yeah,
2: I don't even think he's in the equation. <laughs> Gus Gould's never heard of him.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh. to
1: be fair, Wayne Bennett had never heard of Tommy Makinson, and he was the England coach. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Point well made. <laughs> we haven't been hiding him. Only players for one of the biggest clubs of the world, mate.
2: Oh, dear me. Uh, and I believe
1: you've had a visit to uh Blackpool this week. I did. I was uh I was at the Winter Gardens last night watching the darts. Any do you see any good players? Yeah, we I uh, saw some uh, some really good matches actually. Good. Saw uh saw Rob Cross come back from 8-2 down to to win 11-9 in the first game of the evening. Very good. That was a that was a cracking game to watch. Yeah, that
2: was sweltering in there, wasn't it?
1: Oh, it wasn't nice. Although <laughs> I did although I did get quite lucky. Uh we bought the uh, standing tickets and where we were stood probably about less than five feet to this rented air conditioning, so... Oh,
2: so you're all right. It was
1: all right, yeah. Standing up at the
2: darts, Callum. I didn't it, even know they did that. No, I didn't
1: I didn't even know they did That's proper cheap ticket, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How much th- were them? About 30 quid. Oh!
3: <laughs> Standing
1: up at the darts. You must <sighs> be right at the back as well. Yeah, you... You sort of... Where where your tables are, yeah. you're, you're pretty much like at the back of the tables. Right. Um, so you're watching a big screen really aren't you yeah but that's all to be fair that's all the people that get on the tables do You's, mm. if you before well, you could have a game of darts you could barely see what you've thrown yourself never mind a stage that's like ten foot away from you you're still watching the screen no matter where you are wouldn't have been for me that last night
0: so it sounds like a long night to be stood up it does all that time especially for you
1: yeah we got a few chants going though that was quite entertaining I don't want to you don't even want to know yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's great when you get your own chance I feel like a big boy did you yeah you feel like yes I've started this we are like LFP LFP <laughs> LFP oh. I
0: tried but no one joined in
1: <sighs> unfortunately
0: <laughs> anyway anyway good show coming up tonight uh, what have we got on we have uh, all your favourites Super League Review
2: uh, we have stats of the week we, had a, uh, we have the NRL including a little discussion on Origin. Mm. Um, And then there was a thread this week on Twitter that said, uh, is Headingley Stadium um, the greatest ground in rugby league? Right. So, I'm not going to get into that particular thread, but it got me thinking as to whether or not we could name our 10 favourite grounds. Not the best grounds, just our 10 favourite grounds that we've visited Mm -hmm. or to go and visit or whatever that we've seen rugby league played at. So I just thought that might be a, a little bit of a feature for this week. Uh, then we've got the Prediction League, as usual, with Bry from Six again. And then we're out. But Next week, we've got a really good interview next week, haven't we?
0: Yes. With uh, Cornwall player Paulie Bolger. Yes. He's got a mullet. Yeah.
2: And we will go at it this week, but unfortunately Paulie's not been well. And his story is fascinating.
0: Yes, it is. And I think... Really it, inspiring.
2: I was just going to say that to you, and I think um, that's worth a listen to, to anybody uh, interested in, in rugby league well, and life. So, yeah, I think that's... Uh, that, that. I'm looking forward to that, I and mean, that'll be on next week.
0: Yes, it will. Okay.
2: There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world, and more than just the
0: pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans and then there's the weather and if you don't like it well you just have to put up with it tough titties
1: yes well that was the intro i love that one um Always
0: always gets me that one. I like that one. You were miles away. Is then, he with you? it? <laughs> you are absolutely miles away. <laughs> Seriously, I'm what sorry. Is, I was, he's thinking about darts, isn't he? I'm what? not, <laughs> I was
1: I was actually looking at my notes. I'm sorry. I was I was trying to unbelievable. unbelievable.
2: Oh uh Oh it's the pod. That's unbelievable. The, yeah but <sighs> Intro. Intro.
1: <laughs> unbelievable. Get on with it. Sorry, I was just looking at my notes. Uh, right. I was wondering where to start. That was what I was thinking. You tell us right now. I was thinking of where to start. Yeah, well, you tell us now. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Hulk kr v. Wakefield. Hull-KR 15, Wakefield 10.
0: Will Wakefield win another game? Not the way they're playing. No, they have had... Um... Seriously, bad run of form, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I know they've got a few injuries. I think they, they announced some more today. Well, I can't remember who it was. Well, but... Tom Johnson's
2: finished now, hasn't he, at Wakefield? Mm. Um, Which is a shame. It is a shame. And the more I think about it, the more I'm surprised that somebody's took a chance on him. After we, we said about the stats about him missing and playing where he's missed over 50% of the games he's available
0: for, you know? The thing is, when he's fit, he's that good. He's probably worth taking a chance mm. on. And that sounds disrespectful <laughs> because he's quality. I know, it just sounds like there's some underlying fitness issues somewhere, doesn't it? just can't seem to no. to get his body right, can he? No. Um, But in terms of this game... Uh Whole KR, um, they're a bit funny, aren't they? There's a, there's a few teams like this that are a bit funny. You're never sure whether they're going to win or not. I mean, I thought they'd win this one in all fairness, but...
2: Well, we'll probably come on to that on the predictions this week, because this week they're away at Warrington. Mm. That's, that's impossible to predict. You might as well just toss a coin. I might do. Yeah. Might um do. Well Danny Maguire said he wasn't very happy at half time didn't he? he said he he went in and blasted them yeah and they and they got the reaction they were looking for
1: yes they did uh four nil down at the break probably uh more surprising than anything I think um as i've as we've said before that that Hawkeye KR ground can be quite daunting that the fans are really good there and to, mm. to keep a, to keep the home team scoreless in the first half that's a, a tremendous effort from Wakefield really. Um all right, they didn't probably score a lot of points, but defensively that's a that's an awesome achievement to do. Um but yeah, the second half they they must have got that blasting off Danny Maguire and they came back out and I think they took the the lead after about four
0: minutes into the second half. Mm. Ethan Ryan had a great lead for his try, didn't he? Like a salmon. Mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, we had a a, a Twitter thread today and uh, Matt from down at Bellevue, who contributes for us on a Wakefield perspective, said we'd have to have the bleep machine going if he was on. (laughs) It might have to be a pre-recorded one. No. It will have to be to edited out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so he's definitely not happy. I get what you're saying, but I think you know he's he's leapt above three defenders there, and I'm not sure he should be scoring.
0: No, he probably shouldn't. And it looked good though.
2: He did, and I think the Lachlan Coot try was yeah, oh, yeah, shocking defense. Yeah, it yeah. was. There was two of them in in goal. Who both carried on running as he stepped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then... And that was... And he went. 40-year-old Lachlan Coop. <laughs> yeah. Who couldn't catch you, as it? Luke Yates the other week for <laughs> yeah. against Huddersfield. Yeah. No, I... It, yeah, the the defend, defensively, Wakefield was shocking. I'll tell you what confused me. The one-pointer. I've got that down. The Will Dagger. Drop yeah, girl.
2: to go 11 points. Because then, Wakefield then took a short kick-off and got the ball back. Yeah. And scored. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's 15-10. Um, it's that
0: didn't half confuse me. I sort of understood it was like, well, at least they have to kick both conversions, but aren't you better off well, get keeping them down, down there. there? and it, Because they're 10 minutes to go. Yeah, just keep them down and there. And then
2: you've got a short kickoff. They score, and all of a sudden, they've got 10 minutes then, which they couldn't do in the end, but they've got 10 minutes then as a one-score game.
0: Yeah. Weird.
2: I, I, I just didn't understand that at all.
0: No, I didn't get that. It confused me a little bit, that.
2: Um... Some, some, uh, some might say strange. Some might say desperate um, comments from Willie Poaching after the game. I didn't see them. You'll have to tell me. Uh, one of them, he said, he, he couldn't fault the effort that they put in. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and I'm thinking, okay, the two tries that we've just highlighted. Mm. He couldn't fault the effort. And Sounds a the little
0: thing, 1%, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and then the other thing that he said was um, they have to keep going at it and keep working hard and punch the way out of it like they have done over the last couple of weeks. Right. Now, if you look at the last four games, yeah, they've got beat 74-10 at Salford, yeah. 46-22 at home to Wigan, uh, at Magic Weekend... They got beat thirty eight twenty six against Toulouse, which was After massive. To be in twenty points to four all. Yeah. And then obviously this Defined. game now. Um Yeah. Bizarre. That doesn't seem I mean defensively, yes, they put a better shot they better put a better shot at it. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to me a team that's that's uh, punching the way out of it like they have done the last few weeks. The last game they won was against Hull F C. Was it nineteen eighteen, I think it was? Oh yeah, was that the golden point? I think when... so, yeah. Yeah. And they've been no great shakes lately, have they? So, no, that doesn't seem to me a team that's punching the way out of the, tr- the trouble.
0: No, they seem to be punching down yeah. <laughs> the... mm. dig up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they could punch the way out of a wet paper towel. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. They're, uh, yeah, it, it's not looking great for Wakefield, who are now bottom.
2: Uh due to the next, due to the next game that we're gonna talk about.
1: Yes. Heading to the south of France to lose twenty leads six.
0: Three wins in a row for Toulouse.
2: They we said about these home games that were coming thick and fast and this was their chance. We said that
0: July was
2: like make and, a break for them. And they've been brilliant. Yeah they have. You know? Uh Sylvain He's on for coach of the month at the minute. Sylvain Hules? Yeah, I was going to say Hughes, but...
0: <laughs> is that why you
2: said Sylvain? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was thinking, well, is Steve Hughes in it in English? Well? Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve Hughes, he's uh, he's on for coach of the month.
0: Yeah, absolutely he is. Absolutely he is. Um, really good wins. Uh, the three they've won, obviously... At home to Hulkei, they won 28-6. Had that terrific comeback at Magic Weekend against Wakefield, 38-26. And obviously beating Leeds. Uh, Weekend just gone 20 points to six. They can score some points, can't they? Yes, they can.
2: And I've also made another note that said that just says, Leeds
0: equals Warrington. <laughs> I made a note that said, Warrington equals Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah. They're exactly the same. We
2: talk about, I mean, last week I was convinced they were turning a corner. We said that about both of these teams. Yeah.
0: And that we sort of keep falling into that trap that they've turned a corner. Yeah. And they'll get a win and you think, right, okay, they'll kick on now. And they just don't. Well, last week I thought Warrington hadn't, but I thought Leeds had.
2: Mm. And they were just nowhere near again, were they?
1: To be fair i I said to lose my predictions, but again I think in not in a defense for Leeds, but I think going to going to going to France whether it's Catalans or Toulouse, is, is proved difficult for most teams this year, even you know Toulouse upset mm. Saint Helens. Yep. they only got beat by a point off Wigan, so it's proving difficult to go over there in a heat wave is probably even more difficult. And to do so with no props, I just couldn't see Leeds winning that game. And you could tell they, look, they looked tired, they looked knackered. And I also think, again, we'll, we'll come on to this in predictions, but I think they play Salford this week as well. That could be another, mm. another win for mm. them if, if this heat wave is continuing in France as well. Um I mean, am I right in
2: thinking that you predicted as well to lose by eight? I did, so... And and they were were eight points up
1: until when? It's about the 79th minute. (laughs) 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 They've got a history of
0: doing this. It's great when it happens to somebody else, isn't it? Yeah. Coming for you next, Callum. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm not even close to getting one at the minute.
2: (laughs) Okay, and it doesn't get any of the leads because they're at home to Wigan this week on Thursday, so...
0: Mm, Squad was um, out to... Day and it doesn't look good. The leads? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not looking good. Okay.
2: Where are we going
1: next, Bobby? Uh, let's go to Salford. We'll go Salford 32, Catalans 6. Catalan have had a right dip in form, haven't they?
2: ever since we said that they were, team, they were the team to beat? Mm, well,
0: I, I don't think we're quite certain. They were the most informed team at one point. Of the top four. Of, of, Yeah, obviously farms uh, go up and down, don't they? Everybody has a dip. But Catalan's and Huddersfield's seem to have come at the same time and we've said the top four are clear. And now within the top four, the top two seem to be miles ahead. mm yeah. yeah. So now I've got a top 2 and a, and a 3 and 4. Mm. And if it carries on, you know, the way the, the the league is at the minute, those that are in uh 5th and 6th could easily catch them with the amount of games that
2: are left. I think there's three points I think there's three points for the teams out of the playoffs, isn't there? From 6th to 7th. Uh
0: that yes, sixth sixth on 18 points Salford Hull KR. On sixteen and Hull, uh, sorry, Leeds are in ninth on fifteen. Which of those teams would you rather be right at this minute? Salford, Hull KR, Leeds, or Hull FC? Salford.
1: Salford,
2: no
0: doubt. Mm. They're on. They're on a really good uh, run at the minute. Yeah, or they seem to be in my head. They do. They've the the last four. Well, last five. Won three. Lost two. And the two that they lost were one was to Wigan and one was to Huddersfield. Do you
1: know what do you know what? I've I've got a note here and I really like that spine of Salford. Brayley, Croft and Sneed, they're working tremendously together at yeah. the minute and what I also love about Salford at the minute is they're not afraid to throw the ball around or do something with it. They're putting little kicks through on the for, on their own 40 to, to get wingers chasing onto it just mm. to gain an extra 20, 30 yards. It's brilliant to
0: see. It's proper rugby league. We've said this all season on the pod that Salford's attack is brilliant to watch and I would rather watch them attack than any other team, I think, at the minute. Mm. I just think the stuff that they do is really inventive, and the the players that that they've got are, are really good. Uh, like you say, in that spine, mm. uh, Briley, Croft, Snead, Akers at nine. There was a brilliant try from Brody Croft where Akers had a little run and mm. the pass that he gave them back to his right. Yeah. To Croft, who was making a really good line, it was it was a phenomenal pass.
1: Yeah. Was well, he right? Well, I, I mean,
2: I've got something similar because you talk about, you know, threes and. You know, we'll come on to Wigan in a bit, but they're three, if you like, of, let's say, Cust, Field and, and uh, French, let's just say. Mm. Then Salford have got their own, that I wrote, of Croft, Sneed, and Co. And then yeah. you add Briley into that as well. Yeah. And like, and, and then you've said, you know, the hooker, mm. um, it, it gives them really something. And and Co just, we've said it before, it just gets try after try, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, but obviously the teams know he's the danger man and they'll do the, the homework on him or the video sessions that they'll do on him. But nobody can seem to stop him. Sign of a good player. Yeah, it's not like he's been doing it for a couple of weeks and gets overlooked. been doing this for he's years. Definitely, definitely one of the key talking points for oppositions when they're doing their homework on Salford. At more than one club as well, because he was yeah. the same when he played for uh, Rovers as well. Yeah, so is he's anyone, anyone unbelievable. one of how old he is? Uh, I think he's in his thirties. Is it
1: oh, okay?
2: yeah, it's um, yeah. But Salford on a roll at the minute. The only thing with Salford is, and Louise hinted at this right at the very start of the season when she came on, was that um, you get the feeling sometimes with Salford that it that it can come crashing down at any minute. Yeah, for no particular
0: reason. Yeah. No, you do you do get that. We've sort of seen it throughout the season as well. Yeah. Um I'm just looking at But it's good for Salford. Because if you look here after they got after they got knocked out of the Challenge Cup uh, away to Wigan when they lost twenty nil, they lost two, three, four, five on the bounce. Yeah.
2: They're sort the of that team that's perennially above just above the bottom place. Mm. And I think it's great for the game and I think it's great for Salford that over the last couple of years and the last few years, they've been starting to look up rather than down.
0: Yeah, I, that's why I really hope as well they get everything sorted with the ground and everything, because mm. that can't be helping or that won't help. No, that's right. And they, they seem to be at that sort of tipping point where they could go either way. Yeah. Mm.
2: But but yeah. they've
0: worked from the bottom to get to where they are now, and I just feel like they're a bit seesawy at the minute. And I want them to carry on bursting up. Yeah. Uh, and the Dragons? they Yeah, just... I, I don't know. I know they've got a couple of bans, a couple of injuries, but the, the dip in form is quite, uh, alarming, quite astonishing, yeah. really. Um, when you look at some of the stuff they've done in, in previous weeks, the last two or three weeks, have, have not been good at all. Yeah.
1: Well, I think... Uh, I was watching the 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 Sky game when they when they beat Saint Helens. I think the commentators said that it that it was Saints and Catalans were the two best defensive teams in the league. Right, and then you look at the last two weeks, and mm-hmm. they've conceded sixty eight points mm. in two games. Mm. So there, therein lies the problem.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. The whole league's bizarre this year. But yeah, anyway, moving on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, we'll we'll move to the the team that upset the Dragons at Magic Weekend last week, and we'll we'll head over to Castleford where they didn't manage con- to continue that form. Castleford thirty five, Warrington twenty two. Strange. I, I said on the pod last week that I picked
2: Warrington because I thought that they would replace Widdop easier than Castleford would replace
0: Truman mm.
2: and. And basically, I was wrong.
0: Yeah. yeah, everybody took a bit of a, an hammer in from uh, a few cast fans on the Predictions League this week. Yeah, and, yes. and rightly so. Rightly so. I don't know. I think it just felt safer to say Warrington for some reason. And I still can't put my finger on why. Uh, so, apologies to, to Castleford fans. <laughs> <laughs> you need to apologise to Roy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I do. Well, don't just say. say I did. Oh, you mean now? Yeah, yeah. All oh, right.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: um, <clears throat> some interesting stats, right? And that's come from. Let's have a Oh, it's come from Daniel at, at Loose Wire, and he said that. I'm trying, I'm trying to find his tweet. There it is. Sorry. Um, when the opposition score first, they've lost every game.
0: Really? Mm.
2: And that's seven games that they've lost where somebody scored the opening try. They've lost a few more where they've scored the first point as well. I
0: was going to say, seven times. Every single time. (laughs) Yeah. They they don't get back in... Well, they might get back in front, but come the final looter, yeah. I know what you're saying, yeah.
2: And he also puts on a comparison between 2021 and 22, which is really interesting. So in 21... They'd lost seven times in twenty-five games. In twenty-two, they've lost thirteen in twenty. Okay. Um,
0: Where did they finish last year? T- well, uh, third.
2: Third. One point. They fin- third. This twenty-one. They finished one point behind Saints, who were second. Wow. Because Catalan won the league leader. Didn't yes, they? they did. Yeah. And twenty twenty-two, were eighteen points behind Saints. Wow. Defense twenty-one. They've averaged sixteen, conceded sixteen point five points a game, and this year they've conceded twenty three point seven a game. Big difference that. And in attack, last year in twenty twenty one, they'd averaged twenty eight point six a game, and this year uh, they've averaged nineteen point seven. Wow. Hmm. Thanks. um, Mm. Thanks for that. Um, Because they're they're some brilliant stats from him there.
0: Yeah. yeah it's better than yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we'll see you later, won't
0: yeah. we? Yeah, we will, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, strange, innit? it? I mean, they're in dire need of a, a pack, I think. I think that's where they're really let down and it, it's only gotten worse for them this week with Mike Cooper joining Wigan immediately. Yeah.
2: Well, Did you see after the game as well that Daryl Powell went to the fans? Yes. Uh, Castleford... It's the open air away end, isn't it? Behind yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. behind the porter cabin exec, ex, uh, exec boxes. Yeah, and he was. They were saying apparently that he was asking them for more time. Right. Said so that he knew a lot of things had to change, and
0: give him time. Please give him time. They didn't seem like a club who needed time, did they? Last season,
2: it was their year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, that, that was you know they thought actually, and then. They lost the way a little bit once it was announced that Steve Price was leaving. Mm. Um, but this year's definitely not their year, is it?
0: No, it it's just all seems a bit straight. Everything seems to have just come caving in at once.
2: Yeah. So he's asking for more time.
0: And I think he'll get it. I do think he'll get it. Uh, just because I think the, the board and people above him realise that They've made a mess of things.
2: They're Castleford up to fifth. Who'd have thought that? Which is, at the start of the season, I no still chance. can't believe it when you no. say it now. if and, I'm being and, honest, and that's probably the best they can do. You know, in mm. terms of where the top four are, yeah, and where they are is probably the best they can do. But they're actually in that fifth spot rather than around fighting for sixth. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: You know what? They scored some really nice tries in this game as well. They were they were quite creative in their. Uh, their, their play and we've said uh, a few times this season that a lot of them looked like it was a lot of crash balls wasn't it it was a it was a, that Lee Radford tactic but you know what they scored some really nice tries they threw the ball around a little bit put some nice little kicks in uh, the Richardson one was was a, a, a lovely kick from from McShane I thought that was
0: extremely soft did you yeah yeah defensively I thought that was extremely soft I thought it was actually a really nice kick to be fair it was a nice looking try but I thought from a defensive point of view, from Warrington point of view, I thought that was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I can see that, to be fair.
0: But the amount of times that Warrington have...
2: And I think George Williams alluded to it a couple of weeks ago and said they can't defend and they can't defend on their own line. Mm. And the amount of times that they've conceded 30-plus points,
0: well, you're not going to win many games. No. Not when you're averaging 19 and a half points. No. Whatever so, it was, yeah. You
2: know, yeah, that's... Uh, and like I said, we keep getting dragged into this trap that, oh yeah, they're going to be better this week and they never seem to be.
0: No. Mm.
1: Mm. What did you, uh, what did you make to the Chase Blair red card?
0: I, mean, I thought it was a red card.
1: Bit of a turning point in the game, that's, uh, that mm. Warrington's insight to get back into it a bit then. Yeah.
0: It was, a, I thought it was a red card. Uh, just, the the bans, the amount of games that they get banned for just seems really inconsistent. Mm. Um, you know, I think he got two games, didn't he? And then you look at the uh, Matouya red card in the Saint Ellens game, and he gets three games. And I understand it, you know, if the player is seriously injured. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll move on to that when we we move on to Saints. But
2: chance for Castleford to
0: really cement that fifth slot this week because
2: they're away at Hull FC.
0: Yeah, which mm. they should win because mm. they are in. Better, much better. In, yeah, well,
2: should we see how much turmoil they're in, Bobby?
1: Yes, they did not have a good week, did they? Uh, Wigan 60, Hull FC 0. Mm. See, I disagree with you there because
2: Wakefield haven't had a good week getting beat 15 10. <laughs> Catalans haven't had a good week getting beat 32 6. 60 0. That's a that's a disastrous week, isn't it?
0: I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to describe that week. Um.
2: You'd think that if you were playing against, and we mentioned like people like Field, French, Marshall, you would think that the the first thing you have to do is try and deny them space, mm. not give them more. And then give them even more as the game goes on. Yeah. yeah. And then there was times, I mean, Fre- I mean, first of all, we've got to mention about Bevan French and a Super League record of seven tries. Yeah. Uh, beating the, the record by Leslie Vinercolo.
0: Yes. Yeah, very well done to him.
2: Um, I'm a but, bit... But some of the tries where he was in the corner, you're thinking, how's he scored that? Because there's no way he should be able to jink and skip yeah. his way in there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. I mean, his footwork is tremendous. But he's like 1v5.
2: He's like 5-on-1.
0: It's not the first time and not the only team he's done it against. I have questions about his fourth try. I thought that was a 2-on-1. In fairness, I only really saw it once. Yeah, where they ripped it out and it bounced into the in goal. I thought that was a 2-on-1. And if it's been ripped forward as well. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, the, the, to be fair, the angle obviously I obviously watched Super League show the angle that it showed at You couldn't actually see how the ball came out. It was on like the blind side of the, yeah. the tackle, if you like. The ball carrier had his back to the camera, so yeah. it, it just looked
2: like it. Yeah, but it, but then we'll give we'll give Field loads of space. We'll let him get on people's shoulders and just let him go. And questioned then, about his second try as well.
0: Uh, yeah. Can't, can't remember that one. Well, he dived in and oh, dropped it. Oh, he dived short, short, didn't he? And dropped it. He yeah. definitely he dropped it. Definitely dropped it. I managed to pause it bang on. I've seen a picture of that yeah. and it, it, was, it was. Not short, that it made a it. difference. Neither of those tries made a difference. Well, you
2: don't know. Just... They could have come back.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brad Hodgson said, no, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, um, poor Josh Sim had the worst week imaginable. Like he was up against French and yeah,
2: Hero to zero in a week that one. Yeah,
0: it? let let seven in against French and then I think French went off and uh Marshall, uh, Marshall got one. Marshall. Marshall ended up going to the right and he got one he would've got him. he would have got eight, wouldn't he, if he'd have been there. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um
2: but and, and Marshall, again, give him space from the from their own twenty. Yeah. you know me in trouble. Yeah. Terrible. Um interesting to see that before the game, uh Rob Hicks was, was presented with a uh, a nice memento from the club for uh, his 300th Super, get it, super League uh, okay. officiating game. Yeah, yeah. Um, really nice touch, yeah. From the home club, and then they go on to win 60 0 Yeah. I'm only kidding, yeah. but No, it's well done, Rob. I see what you're you saying. You see what I'm <laughs> saying? <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, Hull
0: didn't get him anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, fair point. But no, the the, the top two seem to be breaking away from the top 4 now. Yeah. So after everything we've said about the top 4, it seems to have just disintegrated at the yeah. minute. So okay. but that should leave us with one game, should it Bobby?
1: It does. It's the other game on Friday night, uh which was on Sky and it was Saints
0: 25, Huddersfield 0. Yeah. Another nil-in. I mean, what a defensive effort from St Helens for 12 men and then 11 men. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh Mataute are red which I agree with. You then names the rules. You can't pick up a potentially injured player. The problem is players pretending to be injured.
2: Yeah.
0: But, in the championship the other week though, somebody did that as he was crawling off and got eight matches.
2: Mm. And mentality's got 3 I think, hasn't he? Where does that come in?
0: I don't That's what I'm saying, I don't get the consistencies you, you compare that to the uh the Blair Red as well. Yeah. He's using an elbow like that. Is that not it's, worse? It, I don't know. It's one of those flavour of the month things, isn't it? Again? It is very much a flavour of the month thing. Uh, but, you know, he gets sent off in the 16th minute. Morgan Knowles got a yellow in the 70th minute. They finished the game with 11, 11. men. And still still Yes, yeah, score with and keep out. Yeah, scored seven points in yeah. that time, didn't they? Yeah. Wellsby.
2: Um, made a break, I think. Did he pass it to Lomax? I yeah, he gave it to Lomax. And then he got the drop goal. Yeah. He, yeah, but he played uh, really well, Walesby, I yeah. Wellsby, yeah. yeah. So did Parsi again. Immense, I thought. off the bench. Yeah, he's really... You talk about an impact prop and he's he's the man in Super League, isn't he, I think, really? He's it, yeah. Absolutely
0: yeah. is. Wellsby was phenomenal again, I thought. I also yeah. thought uh, Kurt Sirnan had a really, really good game. He did. Mm. Yeah. Um, shame to see the injury to Jermaine McGilvery. Yes, that did not. I'm, I'm
2: look not I'm nice. not I've not seen since then what he yeah, It didn't look good though. He looked to be writhing about in agony.
0: Yeah, it didn't look good.
2: No. So I hope he's okay. Um do you put this down to magnificent defence or poor attack?
0: Well it looked better against thirteen players or just field early on. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the defence was incredible, but Some of the finishing with the chances that they got, especially from a senior on the wing, was dreadful, really. Yeah. Yeah. Just a
2: a last point on the Metautia uh, red card. I think a lot of these bands and these picking up are coming in because players are now staying down, shall I say, needlessly, which is creeping in more. And I think other players then are getting frustrated. And I'm not defending Metautia because they all know the rule. They all know what they're supposed to do and not do. But I think in the heat of the moment, I think it's for any player that's doing that, it's it's mm-hmm. um it's born of frustration because they are now starting to stay down, mm. holding heads and things a bit more, which
0: Because they know the referee'll stop the clock. Have a look at the screen and, and then there's a yellow card yeah. somewhere coming out of bed, yeah. Yeah.
2: I know. Not not keen. But I understand,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely,
2: yeah. Um, Last point on this game, how was Hopoarte watched this week? Because he's had a couple of games on the spin.
0: Well, I think he had one game on the spin. Right. And then played 10 minutes and went off. Okay. Passed his HIA, but apparently he took a knock to his shoulder, which meant he couldn't return. Right. Okay. So...
2: Joe good to see. Yeah. Well, not the knock on the shoulder, just Hopoarte watch. Yeah. Uh, because he's sort of like...
0: Made of biscuits. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Anyway, there you go. Anyway, that wraps up Super League round 19.
3: It's Bobby Stats of the Week.
0: That's right, it's time for Stats of the Week. Hello. <laughs> how many have we got this week?
1: We've got
2: six. Okay. Done his homework. work. Hmm. Wonder if any have just come to him, like they did last week. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it was all right this week, yeah. Okay. Let's see how we go then, shall we? Okay. Uh, stat number one. the uh, Brisbane have hosted 13 Origin Deciders. Uh, Queensland have a win rate of 85% at the stadium in Origin Deciders.
0: Different team there, aren't they? Yeah. That's a proper proper home ground for them, that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, number two. Billy
1: Slater has become only the third ever Queensland coach to win a decider in the first year. He joins Wally Lewis and Mal Meninga in that achievement. It's not,
2: not bad company, is it, to be honest? Not really.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> not really. You could argue,
2: though, to be fair, in terms of a playing pedigree, he's up there with Well, them anyway. I was just going to say, he could only hold his own with them, can't he? Yeah, it? I think so, yeah. Billy the Kid, yeah. 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 Uh,
1: stat number three. The Penrith Panthers have played 17 games this season. They have only trailed for a total of 74 minutes and fifty-two seconds all season. Pretty impressive, really, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Not wait, quite like
2: Warrington. No, wait till they wait till they come over here and play the World Club Challenge. They'll be trailing for another seventy-four
1: minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, stat number four. Uh, as we know, uh, as we've already spoke about, Bevan French now holds the record of most tries in a game. Which Super is league record. Super league record. Sorry, of uh, seven. Yeah. Um, he he took that over from uh, Leslie Vanekolo on six. Uh, obviously, French is Australian and uh, Vanekolo is uh, New Zealand. The highest one for an Englishman in a Super League game is five, and that was first set by Jason Robinson.
0: Okay. Huh.
2: I thought at one time he was going to match the 10 by Martin Fire at one point in the game.
0: Well, it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well,
1: it's not good news for the next stat for Hull fans because we stick with that try scoring record and the last four people to score five plus tries in a match have all done so playing against Hull. <laughs> so, uh, obviously French did it this weekend... Earlier in the season Ash Handley got five against them. Mm-hmm. Um before that it was Bryson Goodwin in twenty eighteen. He did it against Hull. And then um back all the way in two thousand and five, Viner got his six against Hull.
0: So if you get hat trick against Hull, you're thinking, Hey, I'm on for a few more, you? yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. It's very good news for Hull fans at the minute. <laughs> no. Seriously. Uh, oh, yeah, they've just signed Buck McCoy or whatever he's called. What's he called? Buck uh, Hoy Tex Hoy, that's it. <laughs> Can, you Can you last eat me a banana? <laughs> <laughs> Buck McCoy.
2: I not remember his name. <laughs> Why in the hell would I do that?
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
2: Amazing. Uh, I, I suppose I, if um, if Nicola's listening to the pod while she's running, then she'll still... Uh, um. So will be drilling even faster at the minute, the way Holler are going. Uh, and she's not been on Twitter for a bit, and we've been a bit worried. So if you are listening, Nicola, get in touch with
0: us. Yes, do yeah, Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Uh, and my final stat of the week is uh, Keithley Cougars winger, Mo Agoro, has now scored in 11 consecutive games. He joins... Damian Munro, Michael Shenton, Richard Horn, and Sam Tompkins, who have all done the same achievement. However, Luke Briscoe holds the joint all-time rugby league record with seventeen, with Eric Harris back in nineteen thirty-five. What might even be more impressive for Mo is he's already done this as he scored with 11 consecutive 11 consecutive games with Oldham back in 2014.
2: Mo 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 Well done.
1: Very good. Excellent, is that it? That's it. That's the stats of the week.
2: Well
0: done. Excellent.
3: It's Bobby's stats of the week
0: like an echo some sort of echo I don't know I don't know what happened I pressed it and it, it sort of played the first half second and then decided I didn't want to do it anymore even Bobby was better on these buttons But anyway <laughs> let's, let's not go too far okay. so are we moving on to the NRL we are ok let's do it you call that a knife this is a knife
2: that's not a knife that's a spoon Yeah, Australian Rugby League kicked off last Wednesday with the, as we mentioned in the stats there, with the final game of State of Origin. And Mm. Queensland, surprisingly, I think, coming out with a a 2-1 victory in the series and defeating, uh, at the Suncorp Stadium, uh, defeating New South Wales 22-12.
0: I don't think anybody saw that coming, really. No. No. I know they have this thing about Queensland's spirit and fighting and this... Record at Suncourt, but I, I, I didn't. I thought they were going to get a in. Even during the game, mm-hmm. even during the first half, I thought they were. Yeah, it, it, it was an. In, I didn't think it was the greatest game, of Origin, but the intensity was phenomenal. It was like a, an eighties throwback. The start of the game was unbelievable. The three HIAS was there, I think. Yeah, Cam yeah. Murray. Got one in pretty much the first minute. And then uh, two for Queensland, Selwyn Cobo, who was just completely out of it. Yeah, uh, And then it was Lindsay Collins, who yeah. couldn't get back on his feet.
2: It was like they were over-pumped.
0: Yeah, it was incredible start. James Bentley, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've
1: got one question on on this <clears> for <throat> you both. Yeah. I, I want to know, honestly, honest answers. Could you catch a bomb off Matt Burton?
0: I <laughs> <laughs> don't think anybody could. It went. It literally went higher than the ground. Unbelievable kick. So you're saying you you're saying you'd drop it? Yeah. Okay. Why oh, you saying you'd catch it?
1: I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. But well, got back yourself, haven't you?
0: I think uh, whoever who was it was it Valentine Ho or oh, Ponga? I think. Yeah. That ended up underneath it. I think he'd have backed himself. We got nowhere near it. Yeah, that's true. Andy? Yeah, I'd have caught it. You'd have caught the bomb yeah. from Matt Burton. <laughs> right. <laughs> they should have let him been kicking more because <laughs> they were nowhere near. Mm. But I thought it was quite poetic that Ben Hunt got the winning try that sealed it with the little sort of intercept from the chip kick mm. uh, after that grand final business that was at Suncorp. Yeah, I thought it was quite poetic. It yeah, you good were, for him. You were, I like I Benel. You were pleased for him. Weren't yeah, you? I like so, him. So. He's copped a lot of stick as well. So if that
2: if that had been um, Super League, mm. how many aside do you think we would have finished
0: with? Eleven. Eleven aside. Mm. Yeah. Well, the two that had the scrap, Burton and Gagai, they'd oh. have got sent off. Yeah, early on as well. Some of the stuff mm. where they come running in and yeah.
1: I, uh, I quite like the fact that they were just doing punches and that, that Tino just came in with a bit of a chokehold on that.
0: <laughs> Just yeah. sort of took him from behind, didn't he? He might be a good player, Matt Burton, but he can't throw a punch. No. <laughs> and he was always in the wars, didn't he? He with yeah. some right stick, didn't he? Yeah, he copped a few, didn't he? Yeah. um,
2: Yeah, it, beca- it did become a bit of a, a cross between like WWE, didn't it, and Rugby yeah.
0: League, yeah. So, um, Anyway... I'm going to get on to the rest of the games.
2: Yes, uh, feel free to join in if you did anything you want to say. Cowboys, 12. Sharks, 26. Eels, 28. Warrington, 18. Warrington. Warrington. Warriors, 18. That's because I've got used to Warrington. I put war, and that's because I've got used to Warrington losing every week. And it's like, Eels, 28. Warriors, 18. Right. Okay. Uh, Roosters,
1: 54.
2: Dragons, 26.
1: I have uh, just one comment on that. Did you catch the Joseph Maru incident in this game? Oh, yeah. And what did you think Oh, this of it? is shocking. So, mm. if you haven't seen it, um, the throw the ball around, don't they? It goes, goes behind the play. And he picks the ball up and he sort of holds himself up with a bit of a cramp in his knee, doesn't he, as if he's going to sort of go down. And then, as the Dragons players slow down to not tackle him, he decides to step off his, bat, off his injured leg... And uh, pretty much goes through to to set up a try for for the Roosters. What did you what are your thoughts on that one?
2: Really poor, mm. really poor sportsmanship. I thought yeah, I did. I thought I thought it was shocking. To be honest, mm. I think that the um, the Dragons wasn't it? They were playing against yeah. the Dragons. I thought we did the right thing, sportsmanlike, because they didn't. You know, they were just going to lay a hand on him or whatever, they didn't know what he'd done and then all of a sudden they've, they've stopped and he's, he's dived in between the gap between the two of the defenders. Yeah, I thought that
0: was really poor. Well, if, if he is going down with an injury or what looks to be an injury and the Dragons players come in and hammer him, imagine the stick that exactly. they've got. If he's,
2: if he's done something to his knee already and they yeah. hammer him on the floor yeah. and they'd go like, well, there's no need for that. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, there's the similar oh. incident, weren't there, in the, do you remember the semi-final of chance Cup last year? Yeah. Josh Griffin went down and Theo Farge didn't stop, did he? He picked up the ball and scored, so mm-hmm. he copped the stick for the opposite effect of not stopping. Yeah. So how can you, you know?
0: Yeah, I just thought it was poor sportsmanship from him.
1: And sorry, just one more before you before you move on with that. Uh, if the if the ball goes out of the ground and into the traffic, <laughs> are you keeping the ball? Yes or no? <laughs>
2: Absolutely, I'm keeping it. Without
0: question. You just
1: put it in your and, car and drive off, don't and you? This,
2: the guy who tried to kick it back, it was terrible. I know. I'd definitely You'd, caught that bomb. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think you would have done it, didn't
2: leave the ground. No, that's true. It was terrible, wasn't it? Caused like a 10, ten car tailback behind him, like a <laughs> you know, pilot, but he got the ball and booted it. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> I'd have been Razzie now.
2: Definitely. Um, sea Eagles, 42, Knights, 12. I tell you what, there's some shocking team in the NRL. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm um titans twelve broncos sixteen there's another one tigers sixteen panthers eighteen storm sixteen raiders twenty and the dragons uh, sorry the uh, bulldogs twenty eight the Rabbitos thirty six and they were they were twenty eight twenty two with oh, about ten minutes to go as well mm. dogs another mm. another bad team yeah uh, gus Gosh. <laughs> yeah so that that uh, wraps up this week a couple of good games in prospect this week Panthers against the Sharks could be interesting uh, Rabbitohs against the Storm and if you want if, if you're struggling to sleep uh, you've got the Dogs against the Titans okay so that was the NRL
0: excellent you call that a knife
2: this is a knife that's not a knife that's a spoon Yeah. So as we said at the beginning of the program, there was a fa- there was a, a, a tweet going around that said is Headingly the best ground in rugby league.
0: Well, I didn't see that. I saw this article. It must have been on. Uh, I think it was Facebook. So you know it's good. <laughs> you know it's, yeah. And I believe every word that it was yeah. going to say now. And I can't remember what, what news outlet or whatever the the actual article was from, but. Uh, it, the the main sort of title of it for some reason was that St. Ellen's Ground was voted the third best in the world and they'd done this list of uh, best grounds around the world. Okay. So we've decided, as we said earlier, that we would run through some of our favourites. Not the best, but some It's It's very favorites. personal, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Everything's like, for this, it's personal. Yes. So we're going to put this out on Twitter as well. And again, it's a you know, personal moments where you know where, where grounds that you've that you've loved visiting, uh, grounds that you've reminisced about, grounds that you've you've had a really good day out there. Whatever, just mm. it can be any reason whatsoever. Yeah, and we're just going to go through our uh, each of us go through our uh, our our top ten. Mm. Bobby, I'm going to let you start in reverse order.
1: Okay, um, my number ten is uh, from. Uh, Twickenham, I had a really good day, a really good day out there from when I was a, a kid at Magic Weekend, uh, I know we discussed this last week but it was one of my more favourite stadiums in that, that time because they actually did a lot to, um, you know for the fans they did a lot of uh, face painting for
0: the kids, at where sorry? Twickenham, I've <laughs> done Magic Weekend at Twickenham, I think it, it was a challenge, it well. was a
1: challenge, cup final. Where am I thinking of? Cardiff. Yeah. Sorry, I've got mixed up with Cardiff there, haven't I? This
2: is a disaster, alright. What a good we've done, start We've done, one, segment. We've done is... one ground and it's gone wrong.
1: Sorry, yeah, I've got mixed up with Cardiff there, haven't I?
0: Just hit the stop button.
2: It's ridiculous.
0: This is why people don't <laughs> want you and on I, this part. And I've
2: just looked at it and you've only got seven. No, I haven't.
0: Well you can you can have 7
2: if you've only got 7 it's absolutely fine. No. That's good cuz I've only got 7. Okay, well that's fine. <laughs> carry on. This is Sorry. Carry on. Twickenham.
1: Sorry. Twickenham
2: my ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry Cardiff. That is that is my mistake. That's that's a big one. Sorry. Um yeah, sorry. Cardiff was the uh was the the better one. Millennium Stadium, that's what I'm thinking of, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's the one I'm thinking of. Right.
1: Carry on.
2: We need to move on from yeah. Mr. Box.
0: Try not try not to spend <laughs> Give me one of yours. Andy you 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 tell me one of yours because i'm I'm just th- moving on okay fair enough <laughs> at ten I've actually gone for Headingley. yeah, because I think there's always
2: a decent atmosphere I enjoy going in and having a walk around the cricket pitch yeah i things i've a, I've got if you're an down. away fan, it's not the best, no, especially if it rains true uh but i've got i've I've got that, especially because of the, some of the work they've done and things like that. But for me, it's number 10, like I can say, it's a favourite thing, so that's number 10.
0: Yeah, I've also got that. Uh, I obviously won't say that one, but I, like you say, one of my favourite things is walking around and having a look at the cricket ground. Yeah, okay. I just think it's dead nice, and, you know, they've done the stands up now as well, so Yeah, it's uh, more appealing. Yeah. Right, give us your number nine
1: quickly. Come on. Ah! Dear me. <laughs> okay, I can say with confidence I got this one right. Right. Okay. Uh, number nine, uh, Salford. Okay. I, I, I like the Salford Stadium Um I think it's just with it being a quite appealing and and pretty much brand new I thought it was quite a nice stadium and the the other reason I think we've we've mentioned it on the pod before is that uh, when we went um we didn't want to get blocked in so we told the stewards that our mate was a doctor and they gave us special parking and that always makes me laugh as yeah. well so
0: just because he was Asian
3: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I've also gone for Salford, but I've gone for the Willows. Mm. Yeah, good choice. Um, They've I, not been the same since he left there. No, they haven't, but it was just like a you know one of them. There's a, I've got a couple in, in a sort of similar vein on this list, but that old school ground, and they always seem to be a decent crowd as well. Uh, some of the matches that have seen there have been, yeah. been pretty special, and I also liked as an away fan that you had the sort of... Standing up and sitting down. Yeah, behind, behind the sticks. the stage. Yeah, definitely. Could, yeah, and I just thought that was... And nobody else really had that. For no extra money. Yeah, which, yeah. which was, you Brilliant. know, really good if you went with... The family and that, family, yeah. Family, elderly relatives yeah. or whoever. Okay, excellent. Um,
2: but yeah. Well, at number nine, I haven't got Salford, so at number nine, um, I've got water sheddings. Oh, okay. In Oldham. Yeah. Um, we used to live quite locally, mm-hmm. so there at one point. And I used to go and watch regularly there, especially midweek games. Uh, coldest ground in the whole wide world. <laughs> um, there's some some real scenes there when, they, when particularly like when they beat Wigan in the Challenge Cup, uh, when they were when Wigan were at their absolute height yeah. in the 80s and 90s. Um, and also, I remember going and watching in 1983 a tour game Oldham versus the New Zealand Maoris. Excellent. And they booted the ball out of the ground, like the like the Dragons, but I kept it. Did you? Yep. Excellent. I even went back in with it stuffed up my jumper. <laughs> Again, another team that's not been the same since you left that ground. No, the ground. They've, they've been done over by the, the council and Oldham Athletic and everything, I think, haven't they? Which is... Uh, it's quite sad. Yeah. And, if I remember rightly, not at Watersheddings, but you were a mascot once... Yeah, it was wherever they went to after Watershed. I can't remember what ground it yeah, was. Via, via your mate, George?
0: Yeah, well, him and it his... Who was Rory the Lion? Yes, true. Some cracking stories there yeah. that we've said in the past. But, yeah, his mum was, was like sort of... Like, like a junior the, organiser yeah, thing, wasn't she? So, so yeah, I know there's a new, new couple of players from living around there and whatnot. Yeah, so. Gareth Barber, didn't we, quite well? He yeah, was, Gaz uh, was ace, yeah.
2: Yeah, he played standoff for them, didn't he? And one or two others, yeah. yeah. So I got that as been nine. Yeah, the no, ground, very Robert.
1: Good. Um, I've got next on my list is uh, Saint Helen's. I've I went there to watch Australia and Fiji in the twenty thirteen World Cup, and uh, I thought it was quite a nice day, and it was just a just brings back a nice little memory. The 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 game was was quite yeah. not quite for Luke good. Lewis. No, not for Luke Lewis. I did see him didn't, pretty didn't much he, snap his collarbone. In. He, he slid in in
2: the wet and yeah. snapped and broke his collarbone on the fence at the back. They didn't have yeah. any sort of boarding
1: Ouch. around there, and it was just like a concrete ledge, and his collarbone went straight mm. into it. But yeah, no, I I quite like that That's does, that game. So does Alan feature on your list,
0: Callum? Uh, yes, it it does. Um, it sort of. Well, the next one that I was going to say, I'll give you the next one that I was going to say because it's sort of a mixture between St. Ellen's ground and the Leeds ground that you were talking about. Uh, And that's Warrington. Mm. I just think it's a really, really nice, genuine rugby league stadium. I agree. So from sort of what you were saying about St. Ellen's, I also think that's a really nice, genuine rugby league ground. Yeah. And then the atmosphere is always good what you were saying about uh, Leeds at Headingley. So it's sort of a combination of the two. It's a gen- it's a nice genuine new rugby league ground and I always, agree. whenever I've been the atmosphere's been really good as well. Oh, so. I think
2: it's a perfect size, capacity and layout for rugby league.
0: And and also saw Stacey Jones last ever game there. Yes. and he played for what did they go on all golds. All golds. And then left his boots in the middle of the That's pitch. right. Left his boots in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Which I'm going to do when I retire <laughs> just in the middle of this field that we play on. <laughs> I bet you they're not there by the time I come <laughs> well, out they, of changing I rooms. All so- well,
3: about them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, uh, give us another great. I've got that at my number 3 by the way, Halliwell Jones.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: my my next one on the list is Castleford. Uh, I like the, I like Castleford's ground. It's very, very old school. the The crowds right on top of you. Um, it's it's probably smaller than most stadiums, but I think it gives you that better, a better atmosphere, that better, you know,
0: fan involvement. Yeah, there always seems to be quite a nice sort of family I love theme and there's there's stuff and you've got the sort of old school sweet shop stuff yeah. there right? i love yeah. it it's
2: like going back in time yeah I against the wall yeah that sort of <laughs> stuff so <laughs> and then you get in the ground <laughs> <and then> <laughs> 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 <And> <laughs> i love it though training pitch next to the ground
0: everything i love it but that's the sort of, you know it, it not the parking No, the parking do parking love is... the parking it's a nightmare yeah but we, you know we talk. We just, well, I've just been talking about the sort of genuinely nice new rugby league grounds, and and this is an old school rugby league ground. Yeah, and it, it's a, and you're oh. right on top of the pitch, That's, and when the sun's out, it's fantastic. It's my number five.
2: Yeah, yeah. When the sun's not out, it tends to be snowing. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah,
1: give us the ground. Uh, I've gone for uh, Saint James's Park. Okay, I've I've been there for the Magic Weekend. Um which I thought was, was quite nice. The the it was a really nice day, good sunny and I saw quite a few games like this, Saw um I did in fact I did the full weekend so I saw some good games so that brings back uh, some fond memories as well.
0: Okay, that's missed out for me. Uh, I'll do this one properly, shall I? Yeah. Uh Cardiff, Millennium Stadium. <laughs>
2: Twickenham two.
0: Yeah. Twickenham two point oh yeah. as it's known in Wales. Um <laughs> Again, first first Magic Weekend, the concept was brand new. It was exciting. All the fans were mingling. They had loads of stuff on in the uh, sort of city centre that was nearby the, the ground. Great location. Yeah, it was the first time I've been to a stadium that had a roof on. Yeah. The roof was closed one year. Yeah, it was yeah. sort of like it was just, it all yeah. felt brand new and special. The, yeah. the spectacle of it all was, you know. And we've had Challenge Cup finals there as well. We, yeah, we've had Challenge Cup final there Um 2000. I think was
2: it? It was
0: more than that as well. they more but, yeah, than that. I think there was more than that, but anyway, round, about, round about that. But time. anyway, the, the 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 reason it's on is because of the Magic Weekend concept, because it was sort of like the best thing that the RFL have done in mm. 180 years or something. So that's yeah. that's man, why you it's say on that,
2: that that meeting in 1895 was pretty crucial, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was a good
2: that was a good thing they did. That's true. Hundred years. Let's just say hundred years. Okay, <laughs> I was being dramatic. <laughs> Yeah, that's my number seven, Cardiff. Yeah. Okay, give us on the ground. Uh,
1: Wembley is on my list. Uh, I I'm quite I, I'm quite fond of of Wembley and uh, and the I think well I was shall I say I think the appeal isn't <laughs> as much there anymore for the Challenge Cup, but it used to be, and I think it, it, again just some good memories at, at Wembley from when I was a kid. Missed out for me. I
2: hate, I London.
0: It? I hate it, London. It's on my list. It's on my list, and I, I, I think it's quite an obvious one. Just in terms of the Challenge Cup, the the, the special moments, the, the the ground scene, yeah, uh, from from spectacular Challenge Cup moments, uh, and also the place where, in my opinion, I saw the best international rugby league game that I saw when we played New Zealand in the semi final. Oh, brilliant, wasn't it? The yeah. World Cup in
2: two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, semi's where we were winning until.
0: The last... The Sean Johnson's step. Up, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. So that's why it's on there for me.
2: Yeah. Is that where we saw that uh, little Jewish lad that looked like Bobby?
0: Yeah. Absolute <gasps> spitting image. He except he had, except like he, had one of the, he had a little cap on and little
2: ringlets. Yeah.
0: Absolutely fantastic, that, wasn't it? Best you know, thing. Funniest
2: <laughs> moment I've ever seen. Yeah. The car just rolled around in hysterics, didn't it? Especially when we kept going around the block to see him again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Absolutely amazing.
2: <laughs> okay, now give us another gra- give us another ground there,
1: Jewish Bobby. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I I mentioned uh, Saint Helen's new stadium for the for Australia Fiji, but um, I'm actually going to mention Saint Ellen's old ground, Nosey Road, as well because I thought that was a really fantastic ground. Similar to Castleford, yeah, yeah very, very yeah. old, very on top of you. And I thought that that atmosphere um, when Saint Helens were at Knowsley Road was probably unmatched as as earlier in Super League. I thought it was a fantastic stadium. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Do you know? Do you know where all the Saints fans used to go on the on the side of the pitch, the long side on the side of the pitch? Mm. Remember them flashing lights that they used to? <laughs> yeah, they were like it's dangling like down like some sort of like Christmas dodgy Christmas yeah. lights. Yeah, <laughs> mm. fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, the atmosphere was unbelievable when that side was... You could hear it on telly because the, the camera crew used to be right above it as well, didn't they? So you could always hear it on yeah. the telly as well, so... Do
2: you want to tell your little football story as well about Knowsley Road? Uh, yes, when I was... no, when I, Well, I was managing a football team, wasn't I? And we played away at St. Helens Town. Yeah. And then we went to the, the ground. They, they played
0: at the ground, didn't played they? Played at Knowsley Road, didn't they, yeah. Yeah, and... um, So, obviously, we got to go through the tunnel and everything didn't we and all the changing rooms were there so uh, we nipped into the home changing rooms uh, just to sort of have a look around and they had all the names on the pegs from the 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 players that were there at the time and I nicked two of them
2: (laughs) they were only blue tacked up weren't they yeah they
0: were blue tacked up (laughs) sorry Leon and sorry Sean
2: Long (laughs) yeah that was it yeah and and I think you're actually with Joe Greenwood I think that day as well weren't you yeah, back when we were mates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before blocked you. Yeah. Uh, have you got any So, Is that your rundown, Bobby? Give us your very quick rundown 10, 10 to 1 or 9 to 1 or whatever you've got.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, Millennium slash Twickenham. Uh, Salford. Uh, St Ellen's Newground. Uh, the Totally Wicked Stadium. Castleford. St James's Park. Wembley. Um, I didn't really contribute to the Warrington or the Leeds one but they're next in my list Warrington and then Leeds and then uh, finally St Helens old ground in Knowsley Road one. Uh,
0: I I've got one more actually. Yeah, go it's on. a bit of a bit of a bizarre one. <clears throat> and that is Fylde Rugby Union. Excellent shout. That's where Blackpool used to and play. And that isn't it? is because Blackpool Panthers used to play there and obviously we lived locally to there as well so it was always nice to 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 go down and uh, watch them, it was pretty much got in for free, especially because at the time I was doing officiating and stuff, so sometimes I would help out the fourth official on the line, I'd been in about the dugouts and stuff. I was actually there when they set that that record. Was it 132 nil? Yes, and I was in the dugouts They won, didn't they? Yeah. I can't remember who they beat. I can't remember who they beat. Gateshead Thunder, yeah. Right, well, I was yeah. in the dugouts for that, so I was... So it's sort of like Keeping quite special because it was yeah. sort of... Being about and, and being involved and out, and I'd go in the dressing room with all the referees and everything, and and it makes me quite sad now because obviously growing up and having my own money and wage and stuff like that, I would definitely have a season ticket to go and watch Blackpool Panthers because it'd be it wouldn't be much mm. and it'd just be extra rugby league to watch on probably a Sunday. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I do remember that game that you refereed there. that was a curtain raiser to something, mm-hmm. and. I think it was Blackbrook against somebody else, under 16 to something. And it ended up about 58-0 or something, didn't it? Mm. And anyway, the team that got beat 58-0, you were going in your bag, weren't you, getting your stuff and they were like, "It's no good looking for your glasses now, referee. You've ruined this game and all. it being 58-0 or something. My fault, And no. they
0: blamed yeah. <laughs> It got beat 58-0. My You've fault. been a disgrace, referee. <laughs> fantastic. Anyway, you got any more that you've not mentioned? Yeah, well, I'll just run down the list very quickly to finish. Yeah, go on then.
2: Uh, At uh, at 10, I had Headingley. At nine, I had Watersheddings. At eight, I had Featherstone. Okay. Post Office Road. Mm -hmm. And that was because, um, I distinctly remember going to a game in the mid eighties there with my granddad. Mm. And um, he used to take me and he introduced me to rugby league. And it was the coldest day we'd ever watched rugby league. And I can I can still remember looking at my granddad and, and looking at the, the drops off the end of his nose because it was that cold. Sure. And then we had a drive home and got lost. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up going home via Sheffield. I don't know how that worked. I don't, I don't know how that worked. But it was just one of those memories. So oh, it was nice. because I was, I was with my granddad. Very and how nice. I worked for that. Um, uh, where was it up to? Eight. Seven was Cardiff. Uh, six was the Sydney Football Stadium. Hmm. Which I went to for the World Cup in 2008. I wondered how long it would be till he mentioned these <laughs> ones. Uh, Australia and Fiji. i tell you what, though, it's nowhere near as big as it looks on the telly. Which one's this? Sorry. Sydney Football Ground. They oh, right. They yeah. don't use it as often now. Right. But, um, and it was freezing. <laughs> I only had t shirt and shorts on. <laughs> freezing. Uh, that was number six. Number five was Castleford. Yeah. Number four was Central Park. Okay um seen some some great games there and uh again it again uh, you know the old school grounds where uh you could just you know you could pile in i remember i remember 38,000 being piled in in i think 1987 i think when wigan beat Manly 8-2 mm.
0: um i remember being at that game see i think yeah a bit before my time that one i think i never actually went but i've i've been to the test girls at central so that counts <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, three was Halliwell Jones. Yeah, uh, number two was Nosley
2: Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as Bobby said, some some great games there, and number one uh, for me was the Suncorp Stadium, right in Brisbane. Yeah, um, oh shock, yeah, which I went to for the final of the 2008 World Cup, and New Zealand beat. Is Australia. that where the final was? Yeah, right. Uh, but what a ground! Mm. In fact, I went. I saw the semi-final there, New Zealand and England, and then saw the final, New Zealand and Australia. And, like, we were coming out the ground and uh, New Zealand had won, but all the Aussies were laughing at us. Right. Because they thought we were rubbish. Which we were that tournament, to be honest. Mm. I think all the Leeds and Saints fan- uh, players had uh, just fell out.
0: Yeah. Well, it did, um, did the Aussies well yeah. in the end, didn't it? Yeah. But what a
2: ground. Mm. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Excellent. And you could get there. You got your ticket and you could get there as part of your... Uh, free public transport as part of your ticket. Brilliant. And I went on a water taxi. Yeah, right. A little boat up the ground and got off at the back. Brilliant. I think it would have been sick.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Don't do your boats.
2: Anyway. There you go. So that was a little feature about well, the Well, I grounds. think there's
0: some really, really good grounds on there. and yeah. some sort of unexpected ones. Yeah. Uh, not so much from you, because... <laughs> <laughs> but... Featherston was unexpected. That's true. And Twickenham was unexpected as well. From everybody. <laughs> so I think... Uh, no, there's some good grounds there, but... Um, Anyway, I think we shall move on to our final. What is becoming my least favourite segment? If I'm being completely <laughs> honest. forward podcast prediction league
2: with Six
0: Again? That's right. It's the predictions league. <laughs> And we are joined once again by, uh, yeah, by, that with, way. from, with, yeah, Tizwas. Tis Who tis remembers tis Tizwas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian from Six Again. Brian, how are you?
3: Yeah, hey, boys.
0: Very well, thanks. How
3: are you? Yeah, not too bad. I'm coming to you from location today. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, a little town in France called Le Frise. It's just outside of uh, Le Cooke and I'm keeping it nice and cool. Excellent. Although Freddie's Fred telling me to stop sitting on his cornettos, but that's a different story. <laughs> Callum, I've
2: just rang him. Is it's going to cost me a fortune? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: doing have to invoice, Brian.
2: Oh! Right, let's hurry hey. on, then. Let's get on with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh,
2: very Are we good. okay, boys? Yeah, Everyone okay? Good, yes, very good. Very good, Good, mate. good. Do you want to... Um, Brian's gone to France to escape the heat. <laughs> <Yeah. honey. laughs> yeah. He's Dude, gone to all. France to cool down, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, Bri, would you? do you want to give us a, an update?
3: Yeah. In, um, in French. <clears throat> <laughs> Tour de France. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we had two okay weeks and five not so good weeks last week. Um, there's no spot-ons. There was close, but there was no spot-ons. So we still have uh, the insiders at top with 337. Um, there's now a new second place, and um, with the most points of last week is myself with 314.
2: Cal- Callum's just mouthing some swear words at me here, but I don't. I don't <laughs> not, not at
3: all. Not at all. In third (laughs) is Andy, one point behind. And if he'd have gone Salford like I did, but he didn't have the ball, so there is. He'd still be in second.
2: And you challenged me as well, Callum, to do it, didn't you? (laughs) Mm,
3: Yeah. In fourth is Callum, 12 points behind Andy, with 301. In fifth is still Yorkshire, uh, with 262. Now, thanks to Bobby's second best week of last week. The stats team are one point behind Yorkshire on 261 and bottom of the league so Lancashire with 241.
2: So how many points behind the stats team are Lancashire? 20. That's going to be made up this week mm. and it's going to be made up by, by,
3: who? Well this week we have a change in the stats team. We have uh, cast stats back for the stats team.
2: So basically, Bobby, York, Bobby's, been, Bobby's been subbed.
3: <laughs> yeah, basically. Had a good week last uh, week. He, Not he had a couple of bad weeks, <laughs> so we decided to sub him. And then what he do? Have an all week.
2: Too uh, little, too late.
3: Yeah. <sighs> uh, for Yorkshire, we have our whole K R fan Joseph back. Excellent. For Lancashire, we have our one of our Salford fans Phil back.
2: Uh, yes, hello Phil.
3: And for the insiders, we have one of the most exciting wingers in the championship, and one of the part one one part of the one of the best double acts. We have T. Ritson of Barrow Raiders. Oh wow! Excellent.
0: Welcome. Excellent. Welcome to uh, Mister Ritson. Yes, absolutely fantastic. Well done. What a what a name! And, that's, uh, and that's, then it was great. that's a
2: proper star oh. name as well, isn't it? Yeah. Do you not know think?
3: Yeah. Did, no, you, like
0: did you see the try last week? Yeah. The last try last week to win it. Yeah. yeah, lightning, isn't it? Yeah, he's just classy, isn't he? Brilliant. I can see him being a Super League club next, next season. season yeah. yeah,
1: I think there's quite a got few
0: uh, teams chasing. To be honest, I've heard. I haven't seen anything really. The only people going rumors, but I, I, like I, I think
1: there's a, I think there's a few clubs <laughs> interested or
0: watching him. Should we say? Well, if
2: you've got that much pace, then you're going to be on the radar, aren't you?
0: Absolutely. So mm. excellent. Very good. Right, well, let's uh, crack on with this week then, Brian. Where are we starting?
3: We are starting on Thursday night at eight o'clock. It's Leeds v Wigan. It's the second game of a double header with the women on before. Both games are on Sky, and technically it's a part of a triple header because the Leeds wheelchair team play Wigan wheelchair team on Saturday.
0: Excellent, brilliant. It's good to see both the the men's and the women's on Sky. Then, hmm. uh, in terms of the men's, though, like I said, so. Lead squad before it, and it's looking a bit grim if I'm being honest from a, a Rhino's point of view. Wigan obviously uh, red hot at the minute after uh, winning sixty nil, and, and in weeks before that as well. But I'm going to say Wigan by twenty six.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll give my prediction anyway, as I always do, just for just to go just along alongside it. Yeah,
0: just for just for fun, just for banz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. um, I am going to go Wigan by 22.
2: That's what I've got. So, Wigan by 22.
3: And we have a clean sweep. Roy for the stats team, Wigan by 16. Joseph for Yorkshire, Wigan by 18. Phil for Lancashire, Wigan by 10. T for the insiders, Wigan by 16. And myself, Wigan by 14.
0: Okay. Uh, What's
3: next? Friday,
2: 8 o'clock on Sky. Hull FC beat Castleford. Uh, this is a tough one, isn't it? Uh, no. Do not think? No. Is that because Hull are that bad? Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, I'll go Castleford by 10. Um, I think they could open a gap there for fifth mm. and really cement that. We said it before uh, in the review about cementing that fifth spot and I think they could do that this week. So I'll go Castleford by ten.
0: Okay, um, I, I think Hull are uh, really struggling at the minute. I think they lost Chris Satire early on against uh, Wigan, didn't they? They did, yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be back. I haven't seen anything, so I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to say cast by eighteen. Okay,
1: I'm going to say cast by twelve.
3: Okay, we don't have a clean sweep. Just for Yorkshire Castleford by sixteen. Phil for Lancashire, Castleford by four. T for the insiders, Castleford by six. Myself, Castleford by eight. And the stats team, cast Tiger Stats, Hull FC by six.
0: Wow. <laughs> I'm really surprised. At I'm that. Yeah, surprised so am man. I. Really surprised. At that. He's, he's misprinted it, hasn't he? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, I actually asked him. As I said, well, I'll, uh, you've got confidence in them after last week, then. <laughs> and he said, um, it didn't go well last time, and we're away from home.
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, next game, then, Brian.
3: Friday, 8 o'clock. Warrington Fee Hall KR.
0: This is uh, a bit funny, isn't it? Yeah, very. I think I, thi- I, I don't know. It I feel like Warrington could win any given week. I but I just I don't know. I just can't see it. Uh, so I'm just going to say Hull KR by 8. And saying we said
2: on we said on the review before a toss
1: of a coin.
0: Yeah.
2: So uh, I've tossed my coin and I've gone Hull KR 6.
1: I've gone Hull KR by 10.
0: Okay.
3: We have a mixed bag. Joseph for Yorkshire, Kr fan, KR by four. Phil mm. for Lancashire, Waddington by 14. T for the insiders, Waddington by eight. And as you say, boys, it's a toss of the coin. If the Waddington side had turned up the first half last week and the KR side turned up from the first half last week, it's going to be nil-nil. Mm. But I'm going Waddington by six.
2: Okay. Just on that game, when you look at the, the, if you like four scenarios, none of the four scenarios would surprise you. As in, a big Warrington win, mm. a narrow Warrington win, mm. a big Hull KR win, or a narrow Hull KR win, or a draw, or a
0: draw. <laughs> none of none of those scenarios would surprise you, would they? No, I don't think they would. No, no, I don't. I really don't know what to expect from this game. In all honesty, no. No, no that that that'd be a it'd, uh, that'd be a good television game. What? Like this one because you don't oh sorry expect. right I yeah. thought you'd come up with some sort of game show in your head then for a second <laughs> <laughs> sorry right anyway oh, uh...
2: only come on down for Warrington yeah what was that? <laughs> <laughs> the price isn't right oh that was last year yeah
0: yeah,
3: yeah. true
0: okay anyway uh, next game Brian.
3: day five o'clock UK time Catalan e Huddersfield uh,
1: yeah uh, tough game that really We've said that we well we've openly said now on this on the pod now, haven't we? That the that we've said the the four seem to be better than the rest, but now the the top two are opening the, the mm. gap between three and four, which it's now three v four. Uh, both probably need to get back on the horse pretty quickly and and bounce back. Um, but I feel with the with Huddersfield losing McGilvery and I think if I remember rightly is Chris McQueen banned for a game mm, possibly I think it might just be a little bit too much for them in France especially if Lola here isn't back but I've gone Catalan by 10. Mm.
2: I've gone Catalan by 14 but I was can think about it, Bobby said about getting back on the horse and do you remember when we went to Newmarket and Bobby went on that mechanical horse <laughs>
0: <laughs> we attempted to get on it
1: he was puffed out after 10 seconds. On the... <laughs> that was the first day. I did better on the second day.
3: Uh, what did you get on yours?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I got a free pair of socks for doing so. <laughs> yeah, he
2: did actually, didn't he? Yeah. But he's never had off since. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Catalan by 14. Okay, I'm going to say Catalan by 8.
3: We have a mixed bag. Um, Cast Tiger stats for the stats being Huddersfield by six, Joseph for Yorkshire, Catalan by fourteen, Phil for Lancashire, Catalan by four, T for the insiders, Huddersfield by ten, and myself I've gone Catalan by twelve. I do have a theory about this weekend's games and I'll come to it in a bit. Okay. Okay. Next up, also Saturday, seven o'clock UK time. Toulouse
0: vs Salford. Hmm. Do you think this one's tough, Callum? This is very tough. Because I don't even think I've wrote a prediction round, down yet. I'm just going to see what everyone else says. Go Again, <laughs> um,
2: Toulouse have been really good at home. Salford are in form. Mm. I think Salford could well carry on that form. With the, We talked about their spine and that before, the way they're playing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Salford 12.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go Salford. I think it's just a bit of a safety... Yeah at the minute. But is it? I don't know. This is a real this is, i've struggled with this one. Uh I'm gonna say solve for, by ten though. No. It'd be a good television game as well. This would be a really yeah. good one, yeah.
1: I just think uh with the, the, the heat still in France, I think um it's it's still maybe just I, th- I think Toulouse might just adapt to that a little bit more. Um I've gone Toulouse by six.
3: We have a mixed bag. Joseph for Yorkshire, to lose by 10. T for the insiders, Salford by 14. Myself, like yourself, Bobby, I'm stiffen with Toulouse. I've gone to lose by 8. What is it with Salford fans who come onto this prediction league? Phil for Lancashire, Salford by 2.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phil. Uh, to be
1: fair, in, in his defence, last time he predicted a draw, and they did win by about seven, about
3: by like sixty-four odd. points. Yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. Maybe he's doing that. So,
0: maybe he should have said draw again. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it should leave us one game, shouldn't it, Brian?
3: Wakefield for St Helens Sunday at three o'clock.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I think really, there's only one winner. Uh, Wakefield having a terrible. It was in most games, didn't they? Well, <laughs> it's going to be a bit one-sided then. Um, Wakefield obviously struggling with injuries and a few players and the form is just horrendous at the minute I know Saints have have got a a couple missing themselves and now they've got a couple of bands on top of that but I just think they're the the champions for a reason they're going to be too strong still Uh, I don't think it'll be quite as lopsided as you may have thought last week or the week before I'm going to say Saints by 18 now
1: Okay, I'm going to go Saints by 24. I've gone Saints by 16.
3: And there's a clean sweep. The stats team this week, I've gone Saints by 30. Joseph for Yorkshire, Saints by 20. Bill for Lancashire, Saints by 36. T for the insiders, Saints by 30. And myself, I've gone Saints by 18. But my 30 for this week. Christian Wolf has come out and said that the league leaders' shield is not to be-all and end mm. If Leeds beat Wigan on Thursday, as we know, we do this before the squads have come out for the St. ellens game, it's no matter what, considering are playing Huddersfield, even if Saints get beat on Sunday, there'd be a five-point gap to second. What's the odds on... If Leeds do beat Wigan, Christian Wolf selecting a skeleton squad for Wakefield and Weston, some
0: mm.
2: I think your theory falls down with the fact that Leeds beating Wigan.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, no, I think it does. But I have predicted Wigan, so it is possible. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I, I get what
0: you're saying. I think maybe... If the if they were if Leeds were to beat Wigan and then Saints went and won, then that opens up a what, seven point gap. Mm. Then it's pretty much done and dusted. Then and he might rest some later on mm. in the season. Uh, and they're already looking a bit skeletony anyway.
3: Mm. Yeah, it, it was just so, something I thought about yesterday. I was looking at the league table. And I was like. It's definitely possible. It's, it's mm. something that it's something Christian Wolf would do. Yeah, mm, I agree. Justin Holbrook wouldn't have done it, but well, Christian Wolf definitely would. Mm. And I think in the week that in the same week he's he's literally said somewhere in the press that the league leader shield isn't a priority.
0: No, yeah. which is not so, unfortunately. It's no, not anymore, it, it, it should be. That's a whole yeah. new discussion, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, thank you very much, Bright. Uh, thank you to everybody who stayed with us all this time. Uh, thanks for listening. And thank you to everyone who's participating in the Predictions League this week. And obviously, wherever you're going, wherever you're watching your rugby league this week, stay safe and enjoy. But from everybody here at the Lose Forward podcast, it's au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir.
3: <laughs>